right, well, I need a little sip. What am I starting with? Uh, that's the M1. That should be the cherry. Or if I switched all these around, would you guys be able to tell what's what? No. <laughs> Some of them are. The blackberry, the I know. The is this the blackberry? Yeah, yeah, that's the blackberry. That's that what one's I'll the darkest. Save for, I, I was going to say for last, but I don't know. Maybe my first. <laughs> okay. I hope you're hungry because you're listening to 3M6, your podcast guide to all the eats in the 316. I am your host, David M. Han Esquire, coming to you from my basement talking about hey it's my new basement the old basement flooded i moved i'm in the new basement and i'm here to talk to you guys about today's episode we sat down with kenneth and denise gardner at white crow cider to hear all about their cider action it's a great place if you haven't been there yet check it out but first i want to remind you guys a couple things central market wine and spirits corner of central and oliver they've got all the alcohols you need hey speaking of cider now White Crow is not there yet, hopefully one day, but Central Market still is the spot, the place to be. It's got the great alcohols, the liquors, the wines, the ciders, everything else that you need. They've got a wine and cider cave. Go check them out. Tell them the Wichita Podcast and 3M6 sent you. Great spot, Central Market Wine and Spirits. I also want to remind you guys about wichitarewards.com. I know sometimes I've kind of glossed over them because there's so much great stuff out there and I just, I have a difficult time talking about it all. But here's my chance to talk about it because, you know, that's what we do. wichitarewards.com. They've got a lot of great stuff. You can get this card. You can go around. You can get all sorts of steals all over town. I pulled up a couple for you. Molinos. I love Molinos, where everyone is familiar. Um, it's a great spot. You get $5 off if you spend $30 or more. Uh, hello. That's great. That's fantastic. I need to go do that. Another place, local flavor restaurant, a place that our boy Big Klotz is reviewed on the 3M6 blog. 10% off your meal when you present your Wichita Rewards member card at time of purchase. What? What? what, 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 what? Big Klotz, he talked about it. Go check it out. WichitaRewards.com. Seriously, guys, this is going to save you so much money. It's a $20 card. You get it for $15 when you put in code Wichita Podcast at checkout. $15, you can save so much. I mean, look, I just said $5 off at Molino's, boom, you're a third of the way there. 10% off at Local Flavor, I mean, come on, you spend some coin, that's easily $10. WichitaRewards.com, go check them out, code word Wichita Podcast. So yeah, we sat down with the gardeners to hear all about their cidery, uh, what brought them back to Wichita. I mean, they were kind of here and then they kind of stayed and they wanted to show a cider. And uh, it's, it's a really good story of how they came up with this kind of unique thing to Wichita, something that we really don't have. And I hope you guys enjoy and uh, get down there and uh, drink a little cider. All right, everyone, we are down at 1236 East Waterman Street right here in Wichita, Kansas. We are sipping some ciders. We are at White Crow Cider. Is that right? White Crow Cider? Who are we with today? Please introduce yourselves. I am Denise Gardner. I am Kenneth Gardner. And we're the owners of White Crow Cider. How are you guys? Good. Thank you for having me. You're busy. Good, good. We've got a bunch of cider in front of us. I've got every cider I think that you guys have, except for no no mead. That's everything on tap right now. All the cider on tap, yeah. All 10 of them. If you had, if you, if you gave me the mead, I'd be over the top, and I'd have to live here probably. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. we get this done. <laughs> yeah, we, we have work to do right now. Yeah, yeah. And what are you guys sipping on? I got Test Batch Seven. I'm drinking the same thing. 
This well, there you go. There you go. That's I, the best one. The rest of them are crap. No, they're not. <laughs> what order? Am I in the order here of like this way? Uh, they're yeah. in order from. So if you start here, one, two, three, this four. is Discord. Yeah. yeah. And okay, that way I. That so way I'm, I'm going backwards. Yeah, you're going backwards. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. I can I can read backwards. So. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for sitting down with me today. We want to talk all things cider with you all. Um, let's catch up a little bit. So why don't we start by uh, you guys telling us a little bit about yourselves and your ties to Wichita and, you know, how you ended up here or maybe it was via birth. I don't know. Tell me. Um, neither I, of us yeah, are from Wichita. Neither one of us are okay. from here. Um, I actually grew up um, in Illinois near St. Louis. Okay. Um, eventually moved to Texas where I met Kenneth. Yeah, I grew up in Texas. I went to uh, school. I studied aerospace engineering. And then uh, shortly after we uh, we met, I don't know, I guess two years later, I ended up taking a job here in Wichita at Cessna. And I worked there for five years and then at Airbus for 10 years. And then that was about a year ago. Okay. We've been here about 16 years. Well, welcome. Yeah. Glad to have you guys here. So you're a little familiar with Wichita and the... Yeah. I the, think I've lived here longer than anywhere else, yeah. actually, at this point. At this like, point? Yeah, at this point, I've lived here longer than anywhere We've else. had a few people on this show that have said that. It's like, yeah. came here, thought they were going to come here for two years or whatever, and well, then you had, never left. planned on two years. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're still here. Maybe it's maybe two more years. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Unless you guys are going to leave yeah. White Crow here, then go wherever you want, by all means. Um, well... Since you guys are a little familiar with the city, and you guys are now kind of in the food and beverage industry, what do you guys think makes uh, Wichita so special as a great city in general, but also in the food and beverage industry? I, I originally didn't like the size of Wichita because I thought it was too small to be interesting, but uh, I've come to like the size of Wichita. It's, it's big enough that it has some diversity, some cool stuff, but uh, it's not big enough that it's annoying. Sure. It doesn't take two hours to get across town. That's nice. It's definitely uh, become cooler in the 16 years that we've been here. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Like all the breweries and different restaurants popping up, just different opportunities with food has definitely helped. And the the, uh, local scene, uh, people here just really like local. Hmm. And they're friendly. They just really are. Like it's a friendly city. Growing up in St. Louis, it's less friendly there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Or Houston. Um, yeah, I can imagine. I've been to both places, and so, and I've obviously lived here. And people that listen to our uh, podcast probably think I'm a broken record at this point, but I agree that it, in the last 16, 12 years, however long, it's definitely become a much cooler city um, to the point where I moved back after living away for a while. So um, I agree. Well, you guys have obviously been all over living in different places, but you did live in England for a while. Uh, it wasn't so much living there. We just spent three months there okay. at one point. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah, my employer sent me over there for a summer, and I took the wife and kids. We tagged along. The wife being Denise. <laughs> right, of <laughs> course. <That'd be> me. <laughs> and uh, they tagged along, and the town we were in, in Bristol, England, there's just a lot of cider there. It's, uh, it's kind of like Everywhere. being up in the northwest of the U.S. There's just tons of cider. A lot of apples and therefore a lot of cider and uh it was on tap everywhere too bars restaurants it's just a really common drink there there was a research station there dedicated to cider 
Yeah, but when we came back here, we just couldn't buy anything like what we wanted. Uh, and that cider did exist at the time in the U.S., just not so much in Kansas. Kansas, we always say it's like a cider desert. Sure. Um, it's one of the states that has the fewest cideries. And so we just started making it at home. Just so I could drink it. Yeah. We just <laughs> wanted to what I like. make some of the things we had had yeah. uh, in England. And uh, it was a, uh, a hobby for both of us. We both were interested in it, and it just neither of us would say no so we kept buying more stuff it quickly got out of hand yeah it's, a, it's just a hobby that got out of hand well a hobby that became where we're at today which is a much bigger area than you probably were originally brewing did you yeah. say brewing is that what you call it what are you no, creating it's not brewing it's right making. okay so yeah just fermenting fermenting yeah, it I like did that. take over our whole basement for yeah a good couple years at least <laughs> and yeah now we're in this what 6500 square foot building so it's a little bigger. Yeah, a little bit bigger. Yeah. I um, I spent some time up in New York, upstate New York, so I was very familiar with kind of the ciders that are out there that, I mean, the yeah, second I heard that. you guys were opening here, I was like, yes, this is what I've missed, because I've, you know, I've been out in New York for about five years now, and six years now, and um, yeah, this is this is my new favorite spot. Hey. I just, well, I just told you guys off air that we are, we're in the process of moving. I wish we had moved into one of these houses so I could just walk over yeah. here every day but it's probably better for my budget that i didn't um okay and so let's see you guys already kind of talked about that um so you guys started making cider um for yourselves obviously but at some point i'm i'm guessing people were trying it enjoying it you said let's open this up so much cider for free um yeah people would suggest like hey can you make a cherry cider so we would do that we ran so many experiments out of our basement too just because it was fun and i'm married to an engineer slash scientist yeah we would because like i said it got out of hand and we would make at least 100 gallons of cider at home in a year and we would just give away most of it because we could yeah. drink all of it right yeah we were making more than what we could drink for sure um and the equipment kept getting bigger we started you know we bought 14 gallon fermenters we're not going to drink 14 gallons of cider <laughs> so right Eventually, we were like, hey, maybe we could actually do this. We could open it up and, and sell and see if, just see if it sells. We were, weren't sure how popular it would be around here, but we figured we'd try. And at the same time, Denise had been staying at home with the kids, taking care of us, and she was thinking about going back to work. And mm. we thought, well, maybe this is an opportunity. That, it's a job uh, that didn't sound terrible. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It this was something I liked doing, so right. I was like, I think I could do this. This would be fun. And it was time. Like the kids are kind of self-sufficient, so it just timing-wise, it worked out. Right. Yeah. And so, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys were open for a little, for a while and selling it. How did that work before you guys opened up here? We had a place over on Rock Road. Okay. We were open there for about a year and a half. Yeah, it was crazy hidden really small very small most people couldn't find it yeah <laughs> the last place we joked it was like a speakeasy like you had yeah. to know where it was it's kind of cool though it. yeah <laughs> um, maybe not great for business but it's kind of yeah. cool yeah. <laughs> yeah tell me about when you guys got certified by the cider institute of north america where did that fall into all yeah this? before we wrote when we started thinking about uh turning our hobby into a business we uh we were just kind of looking for some 
more professional training to gain some knowledge to see if there's anything we didn't know what we're missing kind of go over the chemistry side mm -hmm. yeah and uh, so we spent a week up in Washington at Washington State University has this program where uh, you can get certified by uh, uh, the Cider Institute of North America so we spent a weekend, or sorry, a week there with uh, a woman who has a PhD in like fermentation and just going through the more technical aspects of making cider. It was super fun. We got to do tastings every day too. So we got yeah. to taste cider from Washington and all over, do blind tastings, going over proper tastings. So that was really fun. Yeah. At least twice a day we had those. That is awesome. Yeah. Learning and drinking—they yes, go well together, so I'm fun. sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is that's cool. Uh, it's it's fun hearing about these types of things existing because I, you know, you don't know until yeah. like this. And um, if we had lived somewhere where there were a lot more cideries, we may have just apprenticed somewhere. Mm. Uh, but we didn't. Street really, didn't really have a lot of options yeah, here. There wasn't really another option, but that that gave us a little bit more confidence in our ability and our knowledge. I'm just pushing through these ciders because like <laughs> I've still got several to go. No, I will. No, you. No, no, no. You poured them for me. I'm drinking them. I'm on to the fiery pineapple. I've had the chart terry, the hibiscus lime, and the blackberry binger. Is that what we're going? Yes. Binger? Yeah. Yeah. You can binge it. <laughs> I had the hibiscus lime last time I was here, and I really liked it. And I just had it again, obviously, like I said, and it was even better than I remember. It's a popular one. I it's originally very good. made that. Yeah. We've just kept it on tap. <laughs> I've pretty much only been coming. Well, you guys just opened beginning of the summer, right? Here, this this yeah, location. June 10th, yep. I am ready for fall and coming here yeah. and hanging out with you guys because the uh, cider is great all time of year, but it's just it's a fall, fall drink. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit better in the fall. Yeah. I've got the cinnamon oak coming back in the fall and the okay. chai spiced one. Oh, wow. My wife is going to love those. Yeah, those uh, are popular. And then cranberry orange will be Thanksgiving. I'll do that one. Wow. You guys, I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about cider is I feel like it's one of the few non like hard liquors that you can really do a lot of different flavors. Yeah. I mean, like beer, like they're like, oh, this is, you know, whatever. And you're like, OK, I can barely taste it. It tastes <laughs> like beer. Um, same with that kind of wine. You don't get too, you know, yeah. changing. It's 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 red, white or mixed, basically. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are just like shaking their fist at me. Uh, but cider, I mean, it's I mean, every one of these so far has tasted so different than the other, and I can taste, you know, whatever the. I mean, some of them don't have the names that tell me what's in it, but like the ones that do, I can taste the fiery pineapple right now. Yeah, we try hard with the tasting notes so people like when you taste it, that's what you taste. Like I get that with wine. Sometimes they're like, "There's notes of apricots." And yeah, I'm like, I don't taste that Are at there? all. Are you sure? <laughs> so. We also do. I mean, you're saying you get a lot of flavor. We also kind of prefer for our ciders to be a little more um, subtle. Okay. Um, although I would say the hibiscus and the cherry are are kind of they have a lot of flavor. Most of them we kind of make them subtle because I still want it to taste like a cider. Sure. Because a lot of a lot of ciders um, people will make it so flavored that you may as well have just put juice and vodka mm. made a cocktail right um, <laughs> I, he's a purist yeah 
I want it to still be like cider. Okay. All right. On that note, though, like, we I, do like making the drier ones. So yeah. Those are hard yeah. to do. Like, if I make a bad cider and I put a bunch of juice in it, you're not going to know it. But well, I yeah. apologize for saying your cider tastes good. Yeah. Don't say it tastes I'm like so anything. sorry that it tastes so no, good. No, I just want to I just want to, uh, to frame it so that people know what to expect because uh, I don't think a lot of them are over the top. Well, yeah, I didn't necessarily mean they're over the top. It's just yeah. they're different, right? Yeah. They, they taste different. They're just subtly different, yeah. Yeah. of course. And we do try and have, we do want them to be different from one another and not, not just seem like the same base cider with some flavor. Right. All right, my favorite question I like to ask during these interviews, where did we come up with the name White Crow? Well, uh, White Crow is used in some other countries in Europe and to uh, to uh, signify something that's different and good, different in a good way. Okay. And we thought that uh, and we thought that being here in a cider desert, desert. that <laughs> it was that it was yeah. a little bit different than the other uh, beverages you can typically get around here. Cider is kind of a different drink. It's not really a beer. Um, people treat it like beer. It's chemically a wine, but we don't drink it like a wine, so it's kind of a very unique beverage. Sure. Kind yeah. of in the same way as a, the whole white crow thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I like it. And then on the bonus side, the name was not taken. <laughs> that does help. <laughs> um, there are so many names we've looked at that were taken, too. Yeah, we so. probably considered 100, 200 names. Um, but this one seemed to fit. It wasn't taken, and I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> we're going there. There you go, and I love the logo. Yeah, we had a local guy do it. He did such a good job. It's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, we were here, this has been a few weeks now, maybe a couple months, well, couldn't be too many months, a couple weeks, and um, we had, it was our first time coming, we had a really great time, and I think it was the time I talked to you and said, we gotta do this interview yeah. or whatever, and um, the next day I went over to my in-law's house, and I walked in, and they had uh, my friend from church over, and we were having dinner that night, and we're chatting about stuff, and my father-in-law's a big beer guy, and he big cider guy now but he was, he's a big beer guy and he was like oh talking to this, this guy Matt said he said um, you know what kind of beers do you like and he's like ah, I'm kind of a, more of a cider guy I don't really drink beer I said oh I said that's great I just went to the spot white girl like are you familiar with it and he turns around and he's wearing your shirt <laughs> he's awesome. he has a really long beard okay. and I couldn't see the logo on the front <laughs> um, and so he flips around and he's got it on the back and I was like oh you have been there yeah, and great. then the three of us actually came here a couple weeks ago so um, it's kind of full circle, but yeah. um, my father-in-law, who will listen to this, shout out Ian, uh, asked me like every day, like, when's the White Crow interview? I'm very excited to listen Yay. to it. So we're, we're here finally. <laughs> well, we should probably talk about, we should back up. We talked about our old place. We used to have, used to have a much, much smaller place. And, and it, we said it was in a really difficult to find area. And there's a, there's a reason for that. It's because our business plan was originally much different. Okay. Um, we were different. <laughs> the place where we were selling our cider before, we never intended to have anyone in there. It was only going to be production. We just wanted to do some production there and then go to festivals and events and maybe do some distribution. However, we opened in the summer of COVID, 2020, and there, there were no festivals or events. Restaurants were closed. There was no opportunity for distribution. So you're ramping up to open with this idea, and then what COVID hits, yeah, and now you're kind of we like got the keys too far. To our building that December when it was still uh, overseas, okay. 
and right. we just kept watching and we we're like huh this is this is getting worse and by the time we were ready like everything Boom. was shut down uh. so we were like oh awesome so in that place where we never intended to have anyone other than us we said all right well we've got to the only way we can sell this fortunately to go sales were doing really really well sure Everybody was just especially packaging. alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> people were used to everybody getting food was just and going home. It and, yeah. And yeah, doing curbside to go. Yep. And we decided, all right, well, we could push everything back a few feet so that somebody can come in here. We put in a few tables so people could come in and order, and then uh, taste it. We, we were just we could only do tasting. We couldn't serve anything by the glass there because we couldn't get the license for it because mm. we we're too close to the school. Um, Interesting. So that's what we ended up doing. Yeah, we um, subsided off of samples and to-go growlers for like a solid year because at the time you couldn't get cans either. There was mm. a can shortage, so we couldn't. I can. remember that. Yeah, so it was like, all right, it's samples and growlers, and for a year, that's what we did. Too close to Coleman, I'm guessing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because be Coleman so Coleman's too. like sits weird in those like those yeah. buildings back there. Yeah. yeah. Coleman was actually right really pretty far away, but their property. Right came up to within Ooh. 205 feet of our of our premises. Yeah, you're uh, supposed to be 300 feet. Okay. Yeah, they do have that whole property. I said, ooh, because I just tried the ciderita. Did you get the ciderita? Yeah, it was... the most divisive cider, but I love it. Yeah, it it, after the lemony strawberry, it definitely was like, oh, wait, well, this is very <laughs> <Yeah>. different. Um, <laughs> oh, this is the one that I really liked because it... Wait, make sure. It's very, like, piney. There's a lot of lime zest in there. Is that what it a is? A whole bunch okay. of lime zest and uh, aged on tequila oak. So there's a little bit of the tequila funk in there too. People either like are okay with it or hate it. I can see that. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I would say I'm bet more than okay with yeah, it. So I, I think like, it's I good. really like that one. It's, it's coming around on some people. They're getting used to it. Yeah. Getting people used to drier ciders. Like this will be cold. a good, probably like fall and winter one, I feel like. Yeah. You guys tell me. I'm just telling you what I think would be We're good. We're trying to get rid of it before Paul gets here. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> like I'll get a couple growlers to go. Like it's only, we feel like it's a summer drink. Oh, okay. Well, see, this is why you guys are the pros. Well, you're, I'm over here saying your cider drink. tastes so good, and I got the wrong seasons, and I'm just, this no, is. No, maybe you're right. <laughs> so I was like, I really like that one, but I think people are expecting it to be sweet, and it's not sweet. I feel like this would be great around Christmas time. Okay. Yeah, that would work. We'll, just, we'll just call it something crazy. There you okay. go. It will repackage it. Yeah. yeah. We can do that. There you go. Um, okay. So where were we before I got uh, we us really off topic? COVID. COVID, our old place. Um, yeah. yeah. we actually didn't think we would ever want a tap room. So that's why yeah, we, just we did truck. what we were doing. I, uh, I was still working at my job when we had our other place. We still weren't sure if people around here even liked cider either. Yeah. It seemed like the safer bet to get the food truck and go to festivals and kind of get feedback that way. Right. Um, but yeah, COVID hit and just destroyed all of that. So we <laughs> never really intended to have a tap room, but then uh, after running our tasting room for a year and a half, we were like, well, we pretty much have a tap room already and it's not that bad. It wasn't that difficult, yeah. So we just decided to go ahead and commit to doing a tap room. And then we found this building. Um, it was it was a brand new building. However, it wasn't finished. Mm. Someone had built it, and we bought it unfinished. And I quit my engineering job so that I could uh, oversee the finishing of this thing. Okay. So he spent like a solid year building out this building, and then I stayed at the other place on. 
cross road running that, and then he would just run back and forth. It was a long year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So this is now your guys' both your full-time gigs. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. I was curious about that because I know your hours are kind of – I'm sure – and we, I think I have on here – somewhere about yeah limited yeah. the hours if that's going to expand and stuff but uh, I mean you can answer it now since oh, we're, yeah. I brought it up I guess <laughs> well we had kind of started with just the two of us and then we knew we would be hiring people right we wanted to have a good staff and we wanted to have them trained well enough so when we first opened we were still looking for employees right at that point so we just kind of limited it to Friday and Saturday but we just last week extended out to Right, I did so see now that. We're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Well, so. Okay, so that's yeah, we're and that's there. yeah. We've got enough people now. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, every time I've come in, you both have been here, and there's been like the two other same people that I like recognize. So yeah. I'm sure you know staffing is is obviously a big part. So you guys can yeah. go create while they uh, <laughs> sell. Well, they work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it took a while, but we got there. Yeah. Well, good. Um, so we've talked about how not flavorful these ciders are today <laughs> um what kind of ciders do you guys offer specialize in and tell us a little bit about the mead as well okay. well we try and offer a range um, from dry to sweet some that are fruity some that are spicy but uh ones i really like making are the dry ones because they're harder to make there you go and they're very different too you can use the same juice and use a different yeast and they will taste completely different so we try to at least keep two or three just dry ones on tap so people can see the difference mm -hmm. with dry cider. Because there's not sugar in them, but it's still apple juice, but they all taste completely different. So we kind of like to show people that. That's what we like to make. That's what I like to drink. Right. I can drink more than one of them and not feel terrible. <laughs> right. And with all the sugar sitting in your right. stomach. So that's our preference. But every now and then we'll I'll want a sweeter one or I'll want one in the middle. Um, so we try and keep it. We make our cider, there's there's two different uh, styles, mainly in the U.S. of making cider. They call it modern cider and heritage cider. And modern cider is what we make. We hmm. make it over a shorter um, period of time, more like one to two months, as opposed to some ciders will make it like six to six months to a year. Um, they'll let it age longer, and it'll end up tasting different. Um, so we make it in a modern style. We don't have an orchard. We're not farmers. Right. We, we have two anything. apple trees, and we've never had an apple. <laughs> not one. I saw that on your website. No, you guys make terrible farmers. I make a terrible farmer. I can't grow anything. <laughs> so we buy juice. Um, when we can, we buy it in Kansas. But being in Kansas, there, there's a limited uh, supply of it available. It's sure. just in the fall. You can get it from other states year-round, Washington, Michigan, places like that. New York. So right. when we can, we get it. Here, uh, but we buy a lot of it from Washington and Michigan. Um, we get some from uh, Missouri as well. Okay, so you just buy like already juiced apples. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we'll get uh, we'll get totes of juice delivered, and we've started using uh, more concentrate. We're getting better at that. Yeah, shipping's a little easier on that. Okay. When you're shipping from Michigan and Washington, it's it gets expensive. Sure, <laughs> sure. Now. We got dry, off dry, semi sweet, sweet. What is off dry? That's a very, very common question. It just kind of indicates it's not 100% dry. There is a little bit of sugar in there. It either didn't ferment 100% down, or we added a little bit of something in there to kind of balance it a little. Okay. So it goes dry, off dry, semi sweet, sweet. 
Okay. Kind of and a nice more sugar well, as you a continue. A lot of times with wine, you see like dry, semi-sweet, sweet. Mm-hmm. But there is kind of a stage between dry and semi-sweet sometimes. Okay. I like to indicate like it's not quite as sweet as a semi-sweet. Like it's okay. in the middle. So dry is no sugar and then it just kind of goes from there. Mm-hmm. Got it. I went the wrong way, I think. I went sweet first. I'm heading toward it dry. It is better to go from dry to sweet. Yeah, that's all right. I'm different. That's okay. I'm different. You're like a white crow. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that is it's true. In a good way. I was going to say, you guys have to have a few sweet options out there, too, for those that aren't really sure if they like cider yeah. and they, they want something that tastes good, yeah. sweet. And a yeah. lot of people have only had sweet ciders. Um, they've never had a dry one. And a lot of people think they don't like cider as a result of that. Yeah. Right. We do get a lot of that. People saying, oh, I don't like cider. I've had this one cider and it was too sweet. And I'm like, well, cider can taste like a lot of different things. Sure. People just don't know it. Right. So. Yeah, just like beer, there's there's a hundred different styles of beer. There's just as many styles of cider. Well, and that's actually uh, my next question on here. Uh, the process, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty of the details, but how is the process like brewing beer or wine or how is it different? Well, we're not brewers because uh, brewing implies that you're heating stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't heat or cook. Anything. No heating. No, we Interesting. Never heat anything. Okay. Unless actually in the hibiscus cider, we made a hibiscus tea that we added. Or a okay. chai. I'll make like a chai tea. Okay. Okay. But in. the cider That's itself it. is never. Interesting. Um, so brewing is made from grain. Cider is made from uh, fruit juice, which is why it's technically considered wine. We're licensed as a winery because um, we make fruit wine. People confuse it with beer a lot. That's a, a common thing. That I think because we serve it cold, we serve it carbonated. It comes in pint glasses. Right. Uh, the alcohol content's more similar to a beer, so people kind of equate it more with beer than they do wine. But chemically, it's just apple juice and yeast. So it's okay. It's just a fruit juice and yeast, like a wine is. Very cool. Yeah. I've brewed a little beer myself. Uh, so I'd be very interested to learn how to do a cider as I well. I make a cider. I'll come by. Okay. I got the employees started back there. Good. All the employees have to learn how to make cider. So That makes sense. Yeah. Two, the two of them have started, and then the other two have to start theirs this weekend. Okay. So they're bubbling away in the back. They're all really excited. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I will. I would love to watch you guys sometime do it because yeah, I won't. I won't share the secrets. Okay. No secret sharing. <laughs> I, it's more for my own edification than anything else. Um, what about mead? Oh yeah, the mead. Yeah, we just made our first mead recently, and uh, so mead for anybody that doesn't know is wine made from honey. Right. It's considered one, one of, of if not the drinks. oldest form mm-hmm. of alcoholic beverage, uh, and uh, it's just mead. Or sorry, honey, water, and yeast. And uh, we have liked mead for a long time. Yeah. We just recently made our first. We we did a collaboration with one of our customers. Had made a lot of mead, and he had brought us a lot of it. So we decided, hey, why don't you come in and help us make our first batch? And uh, the fir- first one we tried to make like a really traditional semi-sweet mead. So it tastes. A lot like they, they even when they're dry they still taste a lot like honey but uh but it's very very much like a traditional mead in my yeah, opinion it was really fun to make and too. we wanted to do it that way just to see what the reception is do people like it or not like it a lot of our customers drink mead yeah people would bring us and i think it was one of those things that most of the mead we had drank previously to opening this business were all sweet mm. and customers started bringing us some drier meads and i was like holy crap these are really good mm. like 
Right. So Chris Phillips is the guy who's been yeah. helping us with the mead, and he actually just started another batch. Mm. Yeah, we got 50 gallons going back there. Okay. 40-something gallons. Yeah. So a different one than the little buzzed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I overheard your employee, I think, tell the story of how we came up with the name, and by we, obviously, I mean you guys, <laughs> yeah. the little buzz. I want I want to tell the listeners, because I, over, I overheard it one day. Our friends, uh, Damon and Stacy, came up here, I think it was before we were open, and we gave them a sample, um, and I think Damon had a little bit, and we were going to dinner, and we were saying we didn't have a name for it yet, and I was like, here's the mead, we don't have a name, and all the way to dinner, he's like, man, I'm a little buzzed right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, oh my God, perfect name. Perfect. Because yeah. for people that don't know, it is, uh, it is, it's a higher ABV. It's it pops. A, this one is 11 yeah, and a half percent. Yeah, it's 11 and a half yeah. percent, so uh, it's almost double of what our ciders are, so it only comes in the tiny glasses for right. a reason. But yeah, it'll, it'll get you a, a little buzz for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys first announced that it was coming out, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Westside Rachel, she'll know who that is. Um, she like sent me a message. She's like, Mead, we got to go. And I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> And so when we first came, I was like, I, I didn't even, I started with the meat. I was like, I don't, I, cider I like, but I just got, I'm here for the meat. Yeah. So. It's, it's been received really well. It's been kind of fun. So yeah. It was kind of nice to start a new batch, too, because it did take a lot longer to make the meat than the cider. Like it took six to months age, for yeah. that one. It so it'll months. probably be another six months before when this one runs out, which it's almost gone. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Come down and get your meat before <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, we're on our last keg of it. Now, something very interesting that I noticed that you guys do. Um, that I don't think anywhere else in Wichita that I've seen does. I've seen it in other cities. I've always thought it was really cool. I've always said that if I were to open up a restaurant, which knowing my wife and I, we probably will eventually, uh, we would <laughs> probably, yeah, right. We would probably do something like this is, um, you guys do not have tipping here. Nope. Um, you, uh, I think you have a sign that says we pay a livable wage or something like that. Yep. Um, tell me about what went into that decision. That's a long process. But yeah. Well, it really started because in our other place we ran it more like a store so people would just come in and, and buy something to go and that was right. it so the really it really didn't even seem appropriate there right not really serving anybody there is a big yeah. debate out there of like if you get like carry out yeah, like do you tip do you and tip? Yeah. things like that I know we I feel like tipping has gotten out of hand in some places around here like there's a place here in town where I go up and I order my food and then I have to come up to the counter and get my food I have to go get my drink I have to bust my table yeah, they're still asking for a tip right so I'm like okay I guess maybe <laughs> yeah. I could tip you a little bit yeah anyways, tip yourself yeah. <laughs> way so, to go today yeah <laughs> so uh, we've just preferred the the no tip model that we uh, we like for people we like to know that people are taken care of that they don't have they don't need to be nice to sh- customers they don't have to flirt with people um it also allows them to treat everyone the same it doesn't matter right. they don't have so have for customers all the customers get treated equally yeah. like you're not getting more attention because your server thinks you're going to leave them a tip like right it's, yeah. it's equal treatment um, and yeah from the employee standpoint it's just kind of nice um, even for us scheduling like they make as much on a saturday as they do on a thursday hmm. right if people aren't fighting over hours like yeah, we yeah. don't have to worry about splitting the tips between somebody washing dishes and somebody pouring drinks. Uh, we try to make it fair. We sure. like to keep the employees happy, too. Like, it's important for us, for them to be happy, for them to like where they are. Right. Um, yeah. We start everybody at $20 an hour, and we, we want everybody to enjoy working here. 
and we want them to be well taken care of. Okay. Yeah, I've read a few articles in my day <clears throat> on like the benefits of that system and how, yeah. I mean, kind of like you said, right? I mean, it's just everyone's the same, and you don't have to put up with bad customers yeah, if you don't I want to. Yeah, kind of brought up to light yeah. a lot of the bad customers sometimes. Yeah, no, I like it. I think that's cool. The service industry, and, I don't know. We don't have a ton of employees, but the ones we have are good. They're worth right. every penny. So yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, we can talk more. I, I'd be curious just from a business standpoint, like, you know, where, like, what your guys' prices look like compared to, like, if you, like, you know, obviously you have to build in for some of that, I would assume. Yeah. Honestly, I think we need to raise our prices slightly. Well, I, with that. Th- yeah. I'm going to say this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion for those listening, but a popular opinion for you guys. I've been shocked every time how low my bill is when I've left. Now, Obviously, I would like to be grandfathered in on those prices <laughs> if we raise them up. Um, but I have like left here and been like, well, I didn't tip, and I like only spent you know like twenty bucks for me and my wife, and we had a couple drinks, right. yeah. you right. know, and like I'm like that's pretty reasonable, I think. Yeah, we try and yeah, that that was the introductory price, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, we're thinking we may need to to raise the prices of our drinks, maybe like fifty percent for yeah. wine. Yeah, like yeah it would only be like fifty cents, like something small, but right. enough to make sure. Yeah. Everybody sees it. And we did talk to all the employees, too, like when we hired them. Um, two of them have worked in the service industry before, and we just wanted to make sure. Like, three of them have. Yeah, three of them have worked service. And I was just like, hey, here's here's our thoughts and opinions. Like, are you okay with this? And right. they were all more than on board with not taking tips. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see so it. So that was kind of nice. Some people still insist, and we've been saving all of it up in a jar, and we're thinking we're just going to start donating it to charity. Love it. And I should say also that we don't say these things as a criticism of people that do the, the tipping system. That's right. fine. Um, one uh, big plus about uh, going with the tips is this: everybody is familiar with it, right. so you don't have yeah. to ha- explain and have this conversation <laughs> all the right. time. Well, you know, and it's, I mean, this, what I'm about to say, it may cut out because I don't want to <laughs> ruffle any feathers, but, yeah. you know, a lot of the other restaurants, they don't pay the livable wage so right. that... They have to tip. Then you have to tip to get by, right? Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know. I mean, I've always I, I've worked a little bit in the service industry in my life, and um, never really worked in an industry uh, part where I would have got tipped myself. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you like these people have to live, so you guys yeah. might as well as the I bosses kind of take care of them first, and then right. you guys can yeah. recoup it on like your it's own. Our responsibility yeah. to it's make sure that they're taken care of, not our customers. And, uh, right. For Kenneth and I too, like we're the owners like because a lot of times we are working behind the bar and i'm like we own this place you don't need to leave me a tip like just buy my cider that's right my tip. buy a shirt <laughs> buy a shirt buy my cider take a can home give it to a friend yeah like, that's my tip i don't really need the tip money and i'm the owner so even if you leave the tip money to me i'm not going to keep it right <laughs> so um how many employees do you guys have now four four, four? okay yeah. i like it and i mean we're still new um we're still working on getting like food trucks out here we're kind of Getting food trucks, getting artists. Getting empanadas. Getting empanadas. I'm very excited about empanadas. I really want to interview that guy. Chad. He's is that who it is? Yeah. yeah. Chad and his wife. They're, they're so I love their empanadas. Yeah, I really want to interview them. They'll be here tomorrow. Okay. Uh, this will not have aired. This will, yeah, this will not have aired when <laughs> yeah. tomorrow occurs. So um, those listening, it's not tomorrow uh, on the podcast. This was uh, tomorrow. What is tomorrow? Friday for me. Maybe, I, I feel like that. Well, it's mostly Friday for me, right? <laughs> I got something at three. I could come after. Yeah. Um, okay. 
what is your favorite thing to do in Wichita outside of cidering? We talked um, about this earlier. Yeah. We don't really get to do anything else anymore. Okay. Sure. We used to have hobbies. We used to and have fun things. hobbies and be cool. You just turned it into a business. Yeah. yeah. We used to go like backpacking and rock climbing. Yeah. Now when we get the chance, we mainly just like eat and drink. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty much like either drinking at the pool or drinking by the fire pit or yeah. going out to eat. Right. But sure. Mostly it's been this. Yeah. Cidery. Well, weekends you guys are probably here. Yeah. Yeah, we're you know, cuz that's right. Every day. We're right. starting to get a little free time now. Okay. Now that we have four employees, I'm like we can take Sundays off. Right. Which has been nice. Okay. And we might leave here. I think we tried to leave early on Saturday, but we left at like 9:30 instead of 10. Hey. <laughs> Baby like, steps. We left 30 minutes early. Next but time it'll be 9:15, yeah. then 9 and yeah. then yeah. We just we normally just go out to eat. I like it. That's a great segue to my <laughs> yeah. next question. What okay. are some of your favorite local restaurants here in town? There's so many. We are a food restaurant yes. podcast, I gotta ask. Okay. Yeah. We are at Medi's a lot because they are right down the street. We just went to Prost. Okay. We just went to Prost. Yes, love Prost. Love, love Medi's. Yeah. We go to Norton's a lot. Uh, Ziggy's. Okay. Dempsey's. Piatto. Piatto. Okay. Public. Public, yeah. I like it. We eat and drink a lot. Sure. <laughs> That's great. And these are all... We always ask this question, and um, these are all restaurants actually people have not said yet. So I'm glad that you guys oh, are really? talking about them. Yeah. Not that they're not, not that they're bad restaurants. It's just they haven't come up yet. <laughs> I hit Ziggy's when I can because it's close to my house, and I'm like, right. the beer and nachos. I am happy. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be good beer, or there's never, there's rarely cider, so um, there the has beer to be beer, beer we want. Be good. Yeah. Um, something that's not on here, but what? I just kind of thought of as we're finishing up here. What's the future for White Crow? What, what's our goals? What are where are we headed? We've been working on getting back into distribution, so you can get us on tap more places around town. Okay, that's been I like that. Goal. Yeah, that's probably. Uh, I mean, we're obviously we're just going to continue to improve the tap room here. Uh, we need some outdoor space. We're working on. Uh, we would like to have that for fall. Hoping we can get that done for the fall. Yeah, I'm looking at all the licensing. Sure. To at least get some sort of outdoor seating would be nice. Um, start canning some more. Yeah. So improvements to the tap room and distribution. Yeah. That's the uh, goal. You ever think you'll be in like liquor stores, or is it only going to be here? We've had liquor stores ask. Our biggest holdup is we don't have a canning line. Yeah. Right now okay. we're canning everything one by one. Uh, by hand. That'll slow it down. But luckily yeah. we've had some local liquor stores come in and ask, and they're all on board. It, okay. Which we can do, but it just ends up being really expensive. Sure. And I hate to charge that much for it, yeah. Right. I was going to say it'd be easier for me if you guys were in liquor stores nearer to my house, but yeah. also I think it's worth driving, although with gas prices, I don't know, but <laughs> it's still worth driving to come the extra, you know, 10 minutes to come get it here. We do have, I think, Burger and Liquor bought a keg, and they put stuff in Crowlers. Okay. They actually have the cider eater right now, but uh, so far that's You guys are pushing to get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll give would. you this one. I'm like, here you go. So, yeah, they're, they're doing crawlers in their liquor store. So, right now, that's the only liquor store we're in. So, eventually, if I can save up enough money and get a canning line, I'd like to be in more. Okay. Yeah, we feel bad that we know our cans are, are pricey. Yeah. Um, right now, our single cans are 375 to 425 but it's just hard to, it, with yeah. the cost of the can and the label and then the la- flavor that goes into it, one by one 
at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Does every um, flavor cider have its own label? Yep. And its own design? No. Oh, okay. We have a generic, generic one. Generic one with the yeah, difference with the... Fill it in. We write okay. out the flavor. Got it. It does take a long time. But it still takes a while, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, so eventually a canning line would be great. We do try and make up more, like, if people come in here and get the cans, like, you can mix and match, you can make your own variety pack, you don't have to buy a six-pack or a four-pack, you can buy just one can and leave. Like, we try and make up for some of the pricing there, but it's still expensive. <laughs> we know. Yeah, but when it's quality, mm-hmm. it's worth it. At least in my opinion. Yeah, we've been so. trying. It's something we're aware of and working on. Sure. Well, this is it. Plug your socials. Plug your website. Tell us where people can find you. They can call you. <laughs> they can call me, too. I just um, that on silent. Yeah, tell the people how we can find you. Um, we do have a website, uh, www.whitecrowcider.com. And then we are also on Instagram and Facebook as White Crow Cider. Okay. So you can find us there. I try and keep everything updated on Instagram and Facebook as far as any food trucks, art shows. Um, hopefully we'll have some live music starting next month. Okay. Um, so all that Very will cool. be on the socials. And we're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Come check them out. Yeah. Um, what are our hours on those days? Thursday 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday noon to 10, Sunday noon to 5. Noon to 5. Noon to five. Sunday Funday. Yeah, Sunday Funday. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, Come check out White Crow, and you'll probably find me here at some point. (laughs) I like it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, uh, White Crow Cider. Go down there. Tell them the Wichita Podcast and 3M6 sent you. A couple reminders before we sign off, and, and as I sign off, 3M6, we're so much more than a podcast. We're a blog. We're a podcast, obviously. We got videos. It's all over at 3m6.com. Go check it out. 3yum6.com. You can spell it out too. I don't care. You'll find us. 3m6.com, all the socials, 3m6, yada, yada, yada. You know it, but we've got blogs, podcasts. Me and my boy Big Clots eat a lot of food on the video channel. Go check it out. While you're at it, go check out wichitapodcast.com. If you like history, that's the spot for you. Wichitapodcast.com. We do them both got a lot of great historical stuff we're about to hit 50 episodes 50 episodes that is crazy thank you all for listening this is awesome we're so ready but yeah wichitapodcast.com 3m6.com special thank you as always to emily Hahn, technical director realtor mother of two extraordinaire just does it all while we're at it her sister anna sophia you can find her on instagram anna sophia music um, Kansas Skies is out now, according to her. She's on Spotify and everywhere else as Anna Sophia Henry. She does her theme music. If you like our theme music for 3M6, go check her out. Emily, my wife, does the theme music for Wichita Podcast, but her sister Anna, Anna Sophia, does our theme music for 3M6. Go check her out. She's got some awesome music out there. Um, she's really she's really doing some awesome stuff, so go check her out. Tell her we said what up. Special thank you also to my cousin-in-law, Steven, for putting together the logo for 3M6. He did a fantastic job. So, yeah. Hope you guys enjoy. Check out the websites. Check out the podcasts. Check out the blogs. Check out the videos. Check it out. Bon Appetit, Wichita. 